0: that need for connection and when it's misguided it becomes this need for power and when we have this power I mean it's it's tasty (laughs) like you when you've had a dose of power you obviously want more and when you don't have I I always look at it to the the character and, and integrity piece is if you don't have the character or integrity to keep you in a room then it doesn't matter how gifted or talented or creative you are to get to the room you're not going to stay there and that's why we see those that are
1: welcome to another episode of the limitless life podcast i'm your host kyle smith and if you have not done so hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast and if you love this podcast and you want some more tips and tricks on how to improve yourself go ahead and subscribe to my youtube channel there are a ton of instructional videos there you can find the links down below However, our guest today is men's mindset coach himself, Red Wallace. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah.
0: Man, I love that intro. I'm
1: I'm so glad to be on. Awesome. I'm very glad to have you on. Uh we were chatting before and we have very uh similar trajectories and reflections on the year. So I imagine that we'll be able to go down a couple different rabbit holes, different insights, sure. different principles All kinds of things. But before we do that, the question I like to start every podcast with is, how do you impact the lives of the people around you?
0: Mm, That's so good. And as a podcaster myself, I, I pride myself in hearing great questions. And I feel like our biggest impact comes when we get present with the person in front of us. And this definitely didn't come overnight. (laughs) If you would have asked me that probably four years ago, I would have felt like I need to uh, not necessarily cheerlead, but really (laughs) motivate someone into action. And that was the best way that I could, uh, I guess you could say, impact them. But now what I've learned through my my journey over the, the recent years is impact and influence really comes from being authentically you. And and being vulnerable with the person in front of you, being present with the person in front of you, because people can tell when you're not there. <laughs> and, and we live in such a fast paced, social media driven, everyone's on their phone, that it makes you stand out as a person when you're like, I'm going to put the phone away, maybe even on airplane mode. Like before we started, you said turn off notifications and it's 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 the small things like that. I feel like that's where the impact happens and that's where the, the, the real magic happens. And I, man, I, I could go so many different ways, but that's the simplest way I can put it is the most present we can be with the person in front of us and the most attentive we can listen to them that then we can truly bring the impact that they need. And I feel like it's very, it's very tailor-made to the people and and, the, and to not, Already dive into this whole coaching space that we're both a part of is I feel like a lot of coaches kind of miss that and and it's kind of the stigma because everybody and their mom can become a coach these days but but a lot of them almost want to get so focused on scaling their business and as my <laughs> video as my video freezes for a moment we'll we'll bring it back here, oh now, and I disappeared but as as many um people get into this this idea and this business, they really get focused on the scaling. And I believe that sometimes when we get focused on scaling and growing a business, we lose sight of the personal aspect. And I feel like that's so crucial when it comes to being a, a coach or mentor or trusted advisor, you could say is really being present with that person and not just thinking, Oh, it worked for my last client. So it the same system is going to work with the next client. Now, yes, there are some structures and there's some patterns that we can find and fix into place, but the, I, I really feel like the impact comes from our ability to be present and be honest and real with the person in front of us.
1: Absolutely, dude. I really like that. Uh, I I found before we were chatting as well, we were talking about uh, or you described last year as foundational and i have certainly have certainly used the word foundational to describe uh my year last to describe my 2023 uh another way because i i learned lessons from it as well and i'm i'll share mine and then i'm curious about what your main lessons were and uh mine were presence actually so being presence because there is peace in presence and to be unbothered. So behave unbothered. And then I get to experience peace as a side effect of that being. So that was the main like takeaway from my place. And when you said presence, that just, I just popped up mm-hmm. with, uh, with your foundational, with your foundational year, what are some of the lessons of 2023 that you're going to take into 2024? Mm.
0: Uh, I'll give you three. (laughs) The first one being, so I, I, I'm a drummer. I've been drumming for a little over six, seven years now, kind of lost count. (laughs) And this, this year, year and a half or so I've started kind of, I've started giving lessons to a few of the younger guys at our church. Just because, one, they have shown an interest. They came up to me and said, can you teach me? And I'm like, honestly, I'm not sure. Why not? Let's go for it. Let's give it a try. So we ran with it. And through teaching the drums, I feel like it's made me a better drummer. And, and it goes back to that idea of mastering the basics. It's because I can even think of back in 2020 when I felt like God was leading me into a season of I, I quit my job. I was going to focus on raising my son. So I basically had kind of two directives from God for that, that 20, the end of 2020 to the end of 2021 was, was take care of your son because you now have this responsibility, this little human to keep alive. And then, um, and this all will tie back to this past year as well, <laughs> but, but take care of your son and take and focus on playing drums for your church. And it was in that, that I really started honing in to mastering the basics, but I never really thought about mastering those basics until I started teaching this past year because it's amazing how for, for drums, you, you learn this whole idea of, man, this is two times my camera is frozen. I apologize for the technical difficulties.
1: All good. You sound great. Like,
0: that's important. Okay, great. I'm back. So, so, so what I've learned about with, with teaching these drum students and mastering these basics is it's the, the basic rudiments that are applied to even the most complicated drumming. And I feel like that can be applied to our whole life. It's, it's, we get so bogged down with, oh, this cliche. It's uh, all the cliches you hear, the platitudes you hear. But I feel like the cliches are only cliche because they're true. <laughs> and not only are they true, they're applicable for for life. And, and we hear them a lot because I feel like we always need to hear them because it's something that it's it's a lifelong long learning that like we never truly master those basics because there's always something there's always a nuance to it and and tying it back to a metaphor from drumming is if you're hearing two different people play the same groove they're literally playing the same pattern one has just picked up the drums for the first time one has been playing for all their life you could close your eyes and hear those two people play and you would hear a difference. Why? Because it's it's time mastering those basics. Now, over over time, the person that just started can become sounding just as good, if not better, than the person that was going for 20 years. But it's that idea. If if we can truly commit to mastering those basics and building that foundation, then we're going to see that growth. And I noticed I froze again. So I'm going to go ahead and switch cameras. I won't be nearly as pretty. I'm sorry, everyone <laughs> watching. Um <laughs> There we go. Not nearly as pretty as my other camera, but it's going to aggravate me if I keep seeing myself freeze. So we're going to run with that. But yeah, so that first one being mastering the basics. And then I think the second one is, again, going back to that that vulnerability piece is there's one thing that I've learned being being around groups of men and hanging out with the guys and being a man myself is. It's, it's it can be tough to be vulnerable and not just vulnerable to a degree but truly being real with ourselves and being open to the fact that we do have feelings we do have emotions like yes we're strong men and we have this this tender side i love it was said it was said great this way it's like the tough and tender side It's almost this idea of there was this guy that was, uh, I think he was in the Navy, some military, like special ops. (laughs) And he was talking to uh, one of his, his mentors and coaches. And he was saying that he was about to go do this mission. And the guy's like, Oh, well, like, what's the mission? Can you tell me about it? And he's like, I can't tell you. It's that level of just like I'm picturing like the the baddest of bad dudes. But what was so interesting about this guy is he goes out and he fights the bad guys and he's like the epitome of manly man. But then the moment he gets home, he has a young daughter, and his young daughter's waiting for him to have a tea party, and and he's able to take off all the gear, wipe off all the mud and honestly maybe even blood because he's gone and fought literal wars and bad guys. And he's sitting there uh, like Mrs. Crumpet with his little teeth. <laughs> and he's, he's just purely there and he's tender. So it's, it's this idea of as men, I feel like we could be tough for and tender with our loved ones and those that, that, that need that. So, so I would say it's been that kind of vulnerability piece would so be the second one. And then the first one being master, the basics. And then the last one, man, I should have wrote it down <laughs> because it was right there and then it slipped me. Oh, but good, but well, I would Luke. say... I would say it's this idea of of really man, it's it's really going. We might have to cut that. <laughs> we good. might have to. Be, we'll we have to, we'll, we'll go with these two, and if it comes back to me in our conversation, then I, then I'll share it. Um, um, what was yours again? I feel like it it was a, a piece off of of what you said. Something about when you said being present. I think that was so it. being that present was... and then
1: being unbothered.
0: Mm. Being yeah. unbothered. Okay. Being present and being unbothered. Yeah, I would say it's a it's kind of a piece of that. It's mm-hmm. that idea of like how much more present can I be? Cuz so much of my life I found myself always focused on the next. And and that's been my own personal journey is I really grew up wanting to be a high performer, wanting to be a, a high achiever. Uh, I, I played sports. <laughs> it probably honestly could be a little bit of childhood trauma there that I've been working through this past <laughs> year of needing to earn love and approval. And there was just this switch that happened that I no longer needed to earn this love and approval because people were going to love me from me. And it's that idea of we're not human doings, we're human beings. And that was a a big aspect of something I, I, I've been really learning in this whole foundational year that it's been and it's it's really that idea and I another I try to always share stories with things well another story I can think of is there was a one moment me and my wife were out on a date night and um, we were enjoying some tacos (laughs) you know if you're from Texas you you get it street tacos Tex-Mex there's there's nothing better I'm pretty sure I probably had the barbacoa that's probably my favorite kind of taco um, I'm definitely a meat eater. Sorry for all the uh, vegans. No, no offense. I just, I just <laughs> love, I love meat. Um, but that's, that's just the Texas boy in me, I guess. But, but I, I digress. Uh, so we're in this, um, we're having this, this date night. And I, I, of course, for whatever reason, I'm on my phone, because someone's trying, I'm trying to book a future podcast guest. And my wife was telling me a story. And then all of a sudden, she got quiet. And I finally look up from my phone. And she's just silent, staring at me, giving me the look. Uh, I'm sure you, any, any of the people watching, you you know the look well. And in that moment, I was like, okay, you're right, babe. Uh, I, I'm not present right now. You take my phone. I can't even, can't even trust me in this moment. You take my white <laughs> wife, my phone. <laughs> and you take this and you put it away because I want to be present. But it's yeah, it's that idea of like how much more present can I be in a moment? like it really can wait the task, the to-do list the overperforming it can wait people and I've learned this too being a father of two now is it's that idea that it's so much more than acquiring another thing like like the beauty of ha- having children is they don't want the next shiny toy like yeah they might want it for a second but truly more than anything they want your attention and i feel like that applies to everyone that we come in contact with. And it goes back to that piece of if we really want to make an impact, because that's a big part of my life is I truly want to do something bigger than me. (laughs) And with that piece, it's like, how much more present can I be? So yeah, how can I be embrace vulnerability, that tough and tender sides of me? Um, How can I master the basics? And then how can I be more present? That's kind of the three that I've learned from this year.
1: Those are some good takeaways and awesome context with great stories. Appreciate yeah, it. that was awesome. That hit a lot of good ones. <clears throat> That's cool, man. Yeah, for for presence and being unbothered. Uh, I, for m- more context on my end, uh, I found that when I found that I've been aiming towards turning life into a meditation, where hmm. whatever I'm doing at this time, I'm within this room and I'm speaking to one person. There's no one else here. And then whoever needs my attention will have it afterwards, but I'm still present at this moment. Right. And turning, turning life into a meditation has brought in a lot more uh, fulfillment. Fulfillment has been the biggest one because I feel like I'm actually participating in the presence. I'm not in the future. I'm not in the past and I'll reflect every once in a while or try to like yeah, I'll reflect every once in a while on making sure that I'm going in the right direction of the horizon that I want, while also looking down at the feet and each step that I'm taking to make sure that's intentional and having that duality, that contrast, I think has been able to just bring such a looseness into my day to day being that I've found that the hustle and the bustle, I I I call it like this, a harmonious hustle, Hmm. harmonious hustle where you're in harmony with making progress while also being present, where you get your deep work. And then you also have the things that recharge you, refuel you and are high priority could be relationships or some other creative endeavor. It's 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 that that state of being where we have the most impact because we only really have today like we experienced yesterday but we only have today to impact tomorrow. And I think I think of it where today is today is only for preparation for tomorrow. Today prepares tomorrow. And having that intentionality or that playing in my back in the background of my mind, I've been able to just even if it's something simple like making a note, it's like making the best note or not the best note, but like I'm there with the note. That's been really cool. I like, I like presents, man. It's good. Uh, le- also, like myself, uh, you have your own letters that are meaningful to you, that have impact to you. And uh, totally download your PDF. It'll be in the description notes. But uh, uh, it's uh, the red print. I was just like, oh, yeah, fucking love it. Uh, the five R's to discover your purpose. And I have something very similar where I have the four F's of fate. And I define fate as uh, the behaviors that we partake in today and reflecting on the behaviors that we've had in the past is an indicator of the future that we're going to experience. So the four F's for myself starts with fitness, then finance, fellowship, and fulfillment. And I don't want to speak on behalf of your R's. I could totally go on that, but share it, share your principles, share your philosophy on that. Cause that immediately stuck out. I'm like, Oh, he has letters too.
0: I love it. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like that's going to possibly be my first book that I finished writing this year. <laughs> Definitely awesome. one of the big, the big goals. Uh, but yeah, so the, the red print, the five R's and it's, it's, it's basically six R's, but, but there's, a, there's a difference in that six R. And I would say, first off, even coming up with that idea of red print, it goes back to my faith in, in Jesus. And when you're reading the Bible, when, when Jesus spoke, it was in red. It's in red print. And, and I feel like me as being a follower of Jesus, I, I want to really encapsulate living like Jesus. So, so then there's like that little, that little small tweak in there. But as far as the R's, as I... I really feel like it was definitely a download <laughs> from heaven when I got them, because it really became a journey in itself. So I'll quickly kind of go over what those, those R's are. The first one being recognized. And it's this idea that before we can really see results, before we can really change the life and get out of where we currently are, if you're in a state of stuckness or in, you're just in a state of uh, being in where you don't want to be, where you're not in alignment, I feel like w- when we recognize we become you become aware that your current situation isn't fulfilling your goals or your purpose or your interest and and I really feel like that's an important place to start is we really have to dig into recognizing where the where the disconnect is, where the misalignment is, and then two would be we reorganize. You, you, you feel a sense of confusion and upheaval as you contemplate making a change, but it's when we start to reorganize the way that we see things, and that, that, can, be, that can be like, I look at it like this, because the way that you, you see and speak your world is the way that you will think, and that's the way you think, and when you think from a fixed mindset opposed to a growth mindset, you're always thinking that I was born this way, it's always going to be this way. But then on the flip side, with the growth mindset, you believe that there's always an opportunity to become new, to mold something new, and, and I could really dive into that one even deeper. But, but then we go into the next one, which is rediscover, and I think this one's beautiful because I have an analogy that, that I heard from a fellow, I think he's a mentor or coach out there that I really have grabbed a hold of too, and it's this idea of when Michelangelo made the David sculpture out of this huge piece, you've probably heard, you've probably heard it, you know where this is going, and, and he made this beautiful sculpture, like, I mean, if you've seen the details of this thing, immaculate, wild, how someone could do that out of a huge piece of rock, and they asked him, you know, wh- how did you, how did you do this, how did you make this beautiful piece of art, this person out of pretty much nothing, and he says, it's simple, I, I chiseled away the pieces that weren't David. And I feel like as coaches, as mentors, that's our, our job there. Is our, our job is to chisel away the pieces of, of our clients or the person in front of us to, to then leave and expose the person that was in there all alone. And I feel like you can do that as well, self-discovery. But it's definitely much more helpful if you have someone like Kyle or myself that really want to help hold that space for you to do that. So, yeah, it's rediscovering who you were created to be discovering that person that's been here all along. And then from there, then we can begin to rebuild. And this is the beautiful part. It's like, it's, 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 it's probably been said, it's not the becoming, it's the unbecoming. But then after the unbecoming, then we can truly rebuild. And we rebuild those behaviors, those habits, those structures of longevity. And I feel like that's where, and this is where it's different from a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there and even those that want to do it alone is they start on the rebuild phase. And especially, I mean, beautiful time we're talking as we're about to go into a new year. And what does everybody have? A new year's resolution. They have a new goal. They have this new thing that they're striving to. And, and they, they go after it. They're so happy about it in January. You go to the gym in January and you have no space because everybody and their dog and their mom is in there trying to get fit. But then you stay a few months and it, the, the numbers go down. And down and down, and, and I've always wondered why why is it that way? why is it that way and, and I think it's because we didn't first reorganize we didn't we didn 't first recognize we didn 't first reorganize, we didn 't first rediscover the us be- behind all of the nonsense that we may have been told that we were going to be, and then once you 're rebuilt then then the then then the next the next of the five <laughs> r's is refine and this is a really beautiful aspect too is because i really picture like a blacksmith sitting there refining a, a piece of metal and that's where you really need that community that's really where you need those people in your life that are going to say, hey, you're doing a great job in all these areas and you've been crushing it. Here's a few areas you can tweak. And I feel like this is another area that a lot of people miss because, I mean, I've been a part of coaching groups or mentoring spaces. And sometimes the, the further away, the further the gap is between the person that you're learning from and you, it, there can be this disconnect. But then when there's that community on the in-between, you find those people that are basically your peers, and they really become an iron sharpens iron type of thing. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing. So when you have went through those five R's, then you get to the secret sixth one, which is the one everybody wants is, is the results. Everybody mm. wants the results. But before you can even focus on a result, you have to first focus in, on, on all those other things. And I think that's why... I I, I tend to push back against this idea of making goals (laughs) and and it sounds crazy. And I mean, I I understand the concept of making goals, but the thing for me is, is I think that a lot of times goals are a little bit misguided because when we reach to something that's huge and lofty, which is important, I'm all for dreaming the impossible. But, but when we set it, set a bar so high that it, it seems like it's unattainable when we don't reach it, then we're like, great, I guess I'm a failure. But when we switch our focus, it's a small distinction. When we go from focusing on the outcomes and focus on the inputs, and that becomes the goal. For instance, I mentioned I want to write a book by the end of this year. Now, I could just make my goal, I'm going to write a book by March. What happens if I don't write that book by March? I'm going to feel like a complete failure. But instead, what if my goal was I'm going to write 100 pages a a day? Or, you know, what, a hundred words a day to keep it even more simple. Like when we simplify um, the the big goal into an idea of input, what's the input I can do? For instance, for this podcast, when I first started out podcasting, it was, I'm going to make a podcast once a week. And and at that time, I didn't realize I was going to be doing it for years. But I would reiterate that idea of I'm going to make one piece of content, whether it's me talking to someone like you, or having an amazing guest, or whether it's a, a solo, me just giving some of my insight, and I'm going to commit to doing that once a week, and that's it, that, that's doable, and I'm going to do that for 10 years, and see what happens, so, so then the, the goal doesn't become I'm going to get thousands of subscribers by this time frame, and then I'm going to be in the, the t- statistic that what is it, you're in the top one percent if you make it past seven episodes of podcasting 20 which you're in the top 1% of the world in the world which blows my mind and I'm like what if you would have just been committed to making another episode what what kind of difference will it make in in the way that you go after things but but that's just a little bit of kind of I feel like I just dumped it on you because I get so excited because I I get to share about something like that
1: I think it's cool because I like I like learning too because I found in our in our present day like environment uh we have the opportunity for so much information to be filtered through us to filter through us and we can be mindful of what we're consuming when it comes to that information because we can uh, because it'll have an impact on our minds and i see how with all the information there and being very selective and specific with the interests that better the person, better the human being, eventually we become our own source of philosophers or our own sorts of uh, spiritual thinkers or our own sort of, um, our own form of genius would be kind of a cool way of like envisioning it because it's, it's not we're not in a place of a lack of resources we have resourceful we can have resourcefulness and if we have resourcefulness with a higher amount of information than let's say einstein had that nikola tesla had leonardo da vinci had jesus had like everything there's so much more information that it makes it easier for us present day to recognize the philosophies, principles, characteristics, traits, behaviors, thoughts, uh, ethics, um, principles, and create our own version of a self. And that's a, the process of self actualization. And through self actualization, we develop into tra- self transcendence. And when we get to have that opportunity, we gain confidence in our competence. So for example, like my four Fs of fate and your five Rs to discover your purpose. Those are principles that we've adopted after the education that we've been able to absorb in that time. So we have not saying that we're as smart as those guys. However, the opportunity to reach that level of like cognition of our brain being able to do some freaking badass shit has never been easier. And I think of it like it's really cool because we're just we're on the internet and we're in two different. We're you're you're as you're as far you're as far south to North America as I am as far north. Like we got a sick space in between us. But if you look at the times when it was Florence in the like 1400s, 1600s, you had Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, uh, Machiavelli. You have all these different characters that were brought together through the same creative thinking and Mm -hmm. being able to take, I I understand the excitement because these are things that have been able to impact you. And then you get to uh, confidence through competence, be able to teach others. So going back to what you were saying about drumming, going back to the basics, you've developed a philosophy through the basics. Now mastering it is your ability to teach others to uh, adopt and or amalgamate aspects yeah. of yours to contribute to theirs. So I think it's I think it's really cool that we get to have this like crazy opportunity where we get to share our principles and share the creativity of how to form a life that is fulfilling.
0: Yeah, dude, and it's and it's and I love that you said that because, and we don't even know the impact we make either. Because, for instance, I I share that story, um, the the Michelangelo story, and you could even think of the fact of when Michelangelo, whether this is folklore or not, wherever it originated, but somewhere this tale originated and someone told it and someone was inspired by it, so they shared it. And I heard that story on a clip from a podcast from a guy I was connected with. Three different levels deep, and it's you think of, but really, and then taking that and taking it a step further. And there was one thing I, I loved to quote that I heard a guy that I was I was I think he, it was a podcast or something, but he said one of the biggest things that changed his life as a as a leader as a mentor was that instead of writing down word for word what someone said when he was listening to him, he wrote down what that made them him think of, and since hearing that. Yeah, since hearing that, I was like – it challenged me because, I mean, I, being a man that's – being someone that grows up in faith, I, I consistently go to church. So I'm hearing a message from from our pastors or from whoever I, I may be listening to or a podcast. I'm taking in a lot of content, and it's plenty of times that I'm taking notes on that content, and for so much of my life, my notes was – I'm quoting this person word for word. And then all of a sudden, what would happen if I took it a step further? Because what was it about what they said that made me light up and think, whoa, that was good. And what was it that I thought of after they said that? And it's so funny because, I mean, you're in different circles. You're a, a part of different public speaking opportunities. And you're sitting there listening to someone. And it's almost like, whoa, what did I just miss? Yes, I myself went on this completely different space, but it's, it's beautiful in that. And I heard of another speaker, um, his name is Erwin McManus, highly recommend. He's got a new book out, um, Mind Shift. And I think it's in that book that he mentioned, he was going and speaking at, at like a, he was a keynote speaker and the speaker right before him was someone he really looked up to and admired. And his main point ended up being the opposite of what he got up there and spoke about right after him. But it was out of hearing that, that he heard the opposite. And for him, I, I don't even remember the exact story, but I just think it's it's such a beautiful idea that someone can present an idea or a thought and what comes out of it is, and, and I mean, I grew up, so side note as I, I rapped for 10 years a lot i ended up talking about it more than i thought i would post being a rapper but when you're in that hip-hop culture it's all about sampling different beats or different sounds from different songs from forever ago and i really feel like there's there's a ton of things that i gleaned from my career as a a rapper and that would be one of them it's this idea of stealing like an artist there's another amazing Mm -hmm. book out there i think it's by austin cleon it's called still like an artist. And it's this, I, you, you might have it. I, I might. think I have it.
1: Yeah, it was familiar. I'm like, wait a second. I think I might actually have it somewhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I have it behind me somewhere, but it's this idea of, so you're inspired by somebody. And this is another layer of that that I got inspired by is because when I first started coaching, I really wanted to start coaching artists, creatives, rappers, people that I, I really connected with. And I, I remember talking to one of uh, my clients, uh, it's been a few years back now and he was a guitarist and he was really inspired by, man, I forgot even who he was inspired by, but it was one of the greats, probably Stevie Ray Vaughan or some someone in that space. And I, I asked him, I was like, okay, so now you've got your inspiration. My, my challenge for you is go find the, the three people he was inspired by and then go listen to their, 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 their music, their art, and see how that inspires you. But notice how that influenced them, then them to pay, put their piece on. And it's that idea of, yeah, it's it's that collaboration of things. And I know I'm probably going on a crazy tangent from here, but there's just – and that idea of resourcefulness is huge, and I'm glad you mentioned it because we're, we sit here and we have – the, the greatest opportunity in the world. <laughs> Everyone in the world is probably screaming, the sky is falling. Here in the States, we're like, oh no, it's going to be a recession. Everybody <laughs> go get more toilet paper and it's the end of the world. Um, and we could sit there and see the lack because sure, there's there's no question to lack and there's there's people getting laid off. There's people that don't have jobs. And you have a sea of resourcefulness in here in your hand Mm. like chat GPT the beauty of being a human being able to tell a robot how to do certain things in a way that's fresh and new and I feel like it's such a and and we 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 mentioned before we started this idea of crushing this coming year Mm. and I truly believe that when we are able to focus on the positive opposed to the negative that we really will see such such a change such a change in our lives and it's such a simple switch but again, it goes back to mastering the basics. Like, what if we could wake up every morning and, and we hear it all the time, be grateful? You know, it, it almost sounds so silly and cheesy, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you could wake up and look in the mirror and be happy with the person that's looking back? Because there's some people that may be listening to that and that might be a struggle for them. Like, life may have hit them. It may be whatever <laughs> it may be happening to them. But I really want to challenge your, your viewers, your listeners, is is either today or in the morning when you wake up is look in the mirror and say, I love you. Mm-hmm. You, you were able to do great things. Don't, don't look at your circumstances. Look at the fact that you woke up this morning. <laughs> that in itself is a miracle. And, and there is so much to be grateful for. And it's out of our gratitude that we will start seeing miracles in the mundane.
1: Dude. <laughs> mic dropped in a couple of thoughts that popped up on there uh with the gratitude part because it's fresh in my mind uh i i i've definitely noticed a large amount of gratitude where i'm seeking gratitude mm-hmm. i'm not just passively waiting for gratitude to happen i am seeking out gratitude and um that's that's something that i really like and i paraphrase it but i got it originally from the the old tortoise away Uwe in a Kung Fu Panda. And he said that depression is living in the past. Anxiety is living in the future, but to live today is a gift. That is why it is known as the present. Yeah. And to totally. be grateful for that gift is to seek out gratitude rather than, I think abundance is involves active participation while scarcity yeah. involves passive participation. I think that's a pretty neat one. And then uh, another thing that uh, another thing that I wanted to loop on was the ability, the power that we have in our hands. Yeah. You mentioned our thoughts and also our phones and something that I like to remind myself of often, if I find myself doom scrolling or just like really in the rabbit hole of just like, I don't know if I could detach myself from this. Oh, dude. Uh, But uh I think of it where uh at the time where he was emperor marcus aurelius when he was emperor and he was the philosophizing emperor the stoic emperor at the time and he was also known as the last of the five great emperors so after him rome just shit the bed and uh and i i remind myself that at that point in time, he was the most powerful human being on the planet with all the resources he had at his disposal, right? He had his mind. He wrote all the time. Like Marcus Aurelius Meditations is an amazing insight into the mind of an emperor yeah. that wanted to be a philosopher, but recognized that it as a duty that he had to uphold to be the emperor because he knew it was for the greater good. Um, But when I think of him as an emperor, he was known to practice temperance. It's one of the four Stoic virtues, temperance, justice, wisdom, and courage. And so he would practice temperance, and temperance is self-restraint. So he wouldn't accumulate more stuff. He wouldn't even wear the the robes of an emperor. Uh, when there was a time where uh, Rome had debt, he sold the palace's stuff instead of raising the taxes so he had the good in mind and he had those four virtues and he had the most amount of power on the planet we have more power in our hands than a roman emperor had at the peak of the roman empire but we do not practice the temperance to use it responsibly Mm -hmm. yep and it's just freaking gong show and something else one other thing that you mentioned I'm just like looping up like a couple things, but something else that you mentioned, um, was the, uh, this kind of, this, this can tie into your faith as well. And I think you're, you're going to love this. I'm assuming that, but, uh, something you said about words and how the words are important, the words that we think, the words that we speak, the words that we see, mm-hmm. the words that we create words, create our reality. Yeah, <clears throat> And, uh, are you, so, there's the word abracadabra, right? Mm-hmm. When you think of abracadabra, most most folks would think uh, bunny in the hat, right? Abracadabra is Aramaic, so it would be Jesus' language from the same area. For with my words, I create, with my words, I influence. Mm-hmm. So, that was just one thing that I wanted to loop around to bring. If you knew that, cool, but it was a fun fact that I learned. No, I, did, I didn't know well. that. And I was that's like, great. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, that's great, and I love that you mentioned that because it's it's literally in scripture. Like I love to go back to Genesis when God created the earth, He He spoke and it was, and and I think that's that's so beautiful, and it's even in that I I was recently studying, um, is this idea of when God created the world He created uh, three different levels of creation. He He created creation, which was you know the the, the sun, the moon, the stars, the grass, all that we see, it like we live on. And then he created the creatures, which was, you know, like animals, <laughs> birds, dogs, all that stuff. Then he created creators. And it was in that he, he made this thing of delegation. Because then when he created us, creators, he gave us the ability to create things that create things that create things. And it goes back to what you mentioned. Like now we sit in a thing that's perpetually... Creating things to create things. Yet, at the same time, it's also the ultimate distraction. And and if we can get a hold of that and have that temperance, like you mentioned, then what, what truly could we do with the power that we wield, you know, because it's even, it's like the, what is it, Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility, and, but it's just, oh, it's such a good thing. And and, and that kind of ties into another aspect and virtue that I think of is this idea of, of generosity even, because it, it's so beautiful when we commit our life to something bigger than us. Cause like, yes, it is great. Personal development, self-help, all the growth. I get it. And it's amazing. But, but I, I like to, I like to push back on it to a degree and say, what is all this personal growth and self-development if you don't, don't have anyone to spend it with, you know, and, it, like, you spend your time with? Because like, and, and we see it so much. Like, I've seen huge success in business, and they may have a $100 million business, but their marriage is in shambles, and are they really rich? <laughs> and it's that idea of, like, redefining wealth. Uh, a A guy that I had on my podcast he his tagline was money ain 't wealth, <laughs> and I love that because it 's this idea if we get so wrapped up in the the material possessions that we have, then we get into this space of always needing more and we're we 're trying to fill a void that the human connection that a connection with the higher power for me it 's God, and I truly believe that that 's a very important aspect of things, but we were created to connect and we 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 were created to create, but creation by itself will never fulfill us fully. Like yeah, it will for a while. Like don't get me wrong. When when I would make a great song back in the day, I'd be like, man, I did amazing. I love this song. It makes me so happy. It it's everybody's bobbing with it. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, great. Now here's another one. Got to make a new one. And we're always chasing for the next thing. But what if we we got into this space of contribution? Like what if we got into the space of connection? because when we have the connection and we have the contribution with the creation, then it's that beautiful it's that beautiful mix of things because when we have a life that's bigger than us, when we have a life that's generous and and we we find a whole new fulfillment i think
1: i I definitely agree with that I very much agree with that i think um mm-hmm. generosity i think uh well. I I look at things as an exchange of energy. So if we're paying for something, we're receiving something. We're paying for something in a way so that we can receive something in correlation or to match the value that we see. And I think we can be generous with our time, which is probably the most generous that we can be. No matter what the dollar amount is, I think that what we we spend our time on is an indicator of our highest priority value. And if uh and if we're generous with the time and then connecting and collaborating and brainstorming and creating, I uh I I totally think that uh well, I think of it as an indicator of uh survivability as well. Cause yeah. I mentioned before, I like, I'm not I'm not, I would be consider I would consider myself more of a spiritual person than a religious person, but I'm also not silly enough to think that I know what is correct and incorrect. I will adopt what I believe to be useful for the mission. And my my mission is in alignment with yours. And then I think it's important to say recognize that the source of the source of is less important than the backing behavior and the intentionality. And I think that because I feel like a intuitive pull towards doing what I do and I believe that you also feel that intuitive pull as well but the sources of where we think of it can be different however the way that I organize my kind of three brains is that there's the human being the animal being and the higher being so there is definitely a version of us that can progress and pursue and then it I think it all comes back to that generosity and to that to that creation. Oh, and how I think survivability sticks in is if you look at the universe, it's ever creating. It's ever creating because we're expanding. And th- that that which is alive is always creating cuz the priority to surviving or to the the priority to creating is survivability. And the only reason or the only way that we cannot create is if we kick the bucket. But we have the opportunity to create before that point. And being able to think of it where creativity is discomfort is the opportunity to foster the most creativity, where we're trying to resolve a problem that we've experienced. We find a creative way to get around to solving that problem. Then we get to recycle and repackage that problem that we solved to be able to help others. And then we just reiterate, 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 reiterate. I think, uh, yeah, I think the the common denominators. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'm curious over your thoughts cuz I think you're the first person that's actually been more of like a true like good vibes freaking believer. So I'm curious on your thoughts on my thoughts. <laughs> but uh I think of Oh, where was I going with that? So with the abundance, with the generosity, Right. I think that there, I've observed that I think, and I think that there is only one difference between uh, whether or not someone is religious or spiritual. I think spirituality also fits in there. Or philosophy, sorry, religion and philosophy or theology and philosophy. Both have the same common denominator. Don't be a piece of shit human being.
0: Yeah.
1: The difference is whether the Motivation to behave in alignment with that being not a piece of shit human being is where that accountability comes from, whether it's an internal accountability. So in philosophy, it would be a pursuit of betterment or the the pursuit of self-betterment and being a positive contribution to the human race but from an internal standpoint so that intuition that i think of that's what my like higher being or my like creator or my universe or my uh beginnings pulls me towards and then on the religious aspect it's the external accountability of a being outside of the self what do you think of that thought
0: i think first I view it a little differently as far as when it comes to religion because I Ooh. believe that religion is a man-made construct that that is almost like a byproduct of and was kind of taken and ran with <laughs> to the extent of there's that and then there's the relation with God and Jesus. And, and, and I believe there's that aspect because I, I truly believe – I can read the Bible and I can read it from a perspective where I'm connecting spirit, my spirit to the spirit of God, the Holy spirit. And in those moments of reading the Bible, it's more than just the physical it's the spiritual connection that we mentioned downloading (laughs) is a a form of a term for it. But I believe that I can read the same words (laughs) that should be, just words at face value, but they're literally living, breathing words that can mean something to me in different seasons than they did before. And that that to me is what gives me this faith in, in God and this faith in that Jesus was The way now now we could get into the minutia of things and I I am no by no means my goal when it comes to expressing my my faith is to debate with people because I that's just not that's not my angle you know like I at the end of the day I I believe that we're a lot like you mentioned we're a lot closer than we think. Like I have a friend that um, – he was actually uh, an intern of mine for a while and, and a former client turned intern for a little bit, and he is devout Muslim. And it was funny as he would – we would be talking about different things. We'd see the similarities and the differences in, in what he also would feel very very religion to him, and it was an interesting concept to explain. It's not religion for me, man. Like I'm not doing – I'm not doing these moral ethics and, and ideas for the sake of hopefully not going to hell. Like I'm doing them because I I've experienced this tangible relationship with this God that cares about me. And, and that's, what's been beautiful with my personal experience with God. And and I love when, when not to make it, too crazy, and I don't have the exact research, so I don't want to definitely be, like, misquoting things, but I love those moments when we almost get a glimpse of people that, their goal is very scientific, their their brains are very scientific, like logic, they want to prove God's wrong, <clears throat> mm. and it's in their pursuit to prove that there's no higher being, that they discover that there is a higher being, for instance, there's this, we, we talk about this idea of purpose and meaning. And then there's the people that really think that just one day we all just appeared and it was all just random atoms hitting into each other. And and I and I would I would submit to that person, but you feel like you're here for something greater than just to suck air and die, <laughs> you know? Like you feel like you're here for more than if you were if you weren't an accident, <laughs> then then where did you come from, <laughs> you know? And and that's the kind of thoughts that I would have in that. And again, it goes back to that idea. If it's it's such a tangible relationship idea with something higher than me, and it goes back to that idea you mentioned. You know, some some theories of people of thought and philosophy make it very self oriented, and I can guarantee you from experience. I'm I'm a really bad god. <laughs> if I was to be a god, me and my human nature and my animal side, you could say, and I and I don't say that lightly, but I say that is to to try to connect uh, on those dots. Is if I got really animal reptilian brain, if you want to go down on that a- a- aspect, I would probably cuss someone out <laughs> or like get really angry and beat somebody up when I was younger and very hotheaded and full of all that rage. <laughs> but, yeah. but I say that to say, is like, I'm a really bad God, but I can guarantee, I can tell you that I have experienced a grace that surpasses understanding. I've experienced miraculous, mystical, supernatural things that I can't explain in logic. And, and I will say that I, I I, for myself, believe it, it has to be God. There has to be this higher being that created us for more. And with that, there is the, the after this life and there's the eternal impact. And, and a lot of people get really mixed up on that because like you mentioned, like we, we in this body, in this form are able to create things that will outlive us in this world when we pass. But, but my goal isn't, isn't, this world, it's, it's, it's the after for me, and that's the beauty, and that's where the faith comes in because I, I would rather believe in a God and live a life of positive hope and, and bringing joy and love to a world and get to the end of this life and be completely wrong and it just be nothingness yeah. than to believe it was nothingness. And to get to the end and believe that we're an accident and get to the end and meet a God that's like, you thought that was great? Don't believe me. Just watch. Look at this. Look at what, what this could have been. And I'd be like, oh, man, I really didn't miss this. <laughs> but but as far as the circle back to this idea of I, I feel like we really do major in the minors a lot of times. And and I feel like that's why religion and this idea of Christianity is is in such an uproar now, is because I feel like we've, we've, we've became more like our enemies than we have, like, the God that we serve, when, when it becomes hateful, and, and a pointing, and a judgment to the point of, you're not reaching anyone speaking this way, you know, it's like, and when it comes, and, and again, I think about my, my faith in God, it's like, my goal, I'm not gonna go try to convince someone that's, Living in a life that's made up a mind, made up their mind to be this way. My, it's not my job to convince them. But what I can show them that there's a love, there's a grace, there's a mercy, there's a a positivity, there's a beauty of I can speak something into the world and it can be. <laughs> and and it's crazy to think about those things. And seeing scientific research back that to a degree, and you're just like you know, I, I'm glad you ca- I'm glad you caught up. <laughs> and, I, and I don't say that arrogantly, but I'm just like, it's it's beautiful for me because I feel like I, I have both logic and the supernatural. And and if I'm not careful and I lean too far one way or another, I can get real woo woo. I can get real extra <laughs> extra spiritual to the point where it's no good for anybody. And I can also, if I'm not careful, get very logical and try to logic my way into explaining certain circumstances to the fact of, because I can remember early in my faith of God, I'd be like, well, no, that happened. It was coincidence, but also it's because this, 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 and that in the physical, logical realm happened. And, And it's such an interesting, interesting place to be.
1: That's cool, man. That's a great share, dude. Uh. It's, it's interesting. I actually, uh, something that you mentioned where I've observed, it was something you mentioned, just click this thought, but I think that there's also an emphasis on how people look compared to how people do. Hmm, and I, I think that sometimes because you're going to have people all over the place where there's a net positive or a net negative contribution to whatever particular tribe that you're a part of. Yeah and uh i find that the i find that when you take a step back to be able to observe behavior and intentionality behind the behavior then yeah. you can see what someone truly believes mm-hmm. and i find and i found that some folks will adopt a banner and i say banner specifically cuz we yeah. are bound to the banners we are bound to we are bound to defend The banners that we are bound to, we are obligated to defend. So if we are not selective with our... So oftentimes, I think people will have a banner and they will defend that banner, but not in a way that correlates with how that they believe or with the principles of that banner. So some people have a pseudo morality rather than a true morality where they want to look good and with that pseudo morality perceive themselves to be holier than thou or better yeah. than their friends because they are attached to this particular banner. And mm-hmm. I think when when we are confused by, or if we have enough information to be able to say, okay, I understand that these are the principles of this belief and how the way that I'm observing this person beha- this person's behaviors, those do not line up. I believe that that is a pseudo morality to look good rather than do good. And then use that as a, use that as a, it would be a, use that as a, not a key, but a tool to manipulate reality around them.
0: Yeah that's
1: real. That's that's, yeah man i think that it's interesting that's why i think that uh, this is a really cool conversation Mm -hmm. and i'm very like um i'm like this has been a like a style of conversation that i've wanted for a while and have thought Mm -hmm. thoroughly about but i think that there is because you mentioned debate earlier Mm -hmm. and i like the i think that there's definitely like knowing how to debate helps bring attention to what we have in common just as much as it can bring attention to what we yep. do not have in common yeah. and having this conversation and having my perspective and your perspective
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm like in such a fulfilled grateful mood because it's right. it's cool because it's like we're just conversing about mm-hmm. two forms of principles that are deep to us that help us help work as a lighthouse or a North star or a compass for us to be able to stay in alignment with the person that we wish to become or the person that we are drawn to become, mm-hmm. but don't even know who the fuck that is yet. Yeah. And I think it's a very cool conversation to have in this opportunity, or this is an opportunity for that cool conversation for those two perspectives and finding where the common denominators are that help promote that generosity and that abundance compared to telling that people you're a piece of shit for this 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 reason. You're a piece of shit for this 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 reason. While also because projections are reflections, mm-hmm. and anytime that we're pointing a finger at one person, there's three fingers pointing back at yeah. us. Exactly. So I, I this is a fantastic conversation, and I'm very grateful for it, dude. It's awesome.
0: Like likewise, it's been great, and I love that you mentioned that too. It's that idea of, and I feel like we're in very interesting times because we're getting the opportunity to break down some of those constructs that like you said was serving people who wanted that were I feel like they were well meaning at first I'll say it this way I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of times those that lean towards it, in in the in the Christian space we call it legalism it's this idea of you're so focused on the law that you were live and die by by the law that you aren't able to see the person in front of you you're not able to have the empathy to reach them where they are and to show them where they could be and and this idea of that and also if you even study out the bible when jesus walked the earth he came i feel like he came to really shake up the the norm of the the Jewish religion the the Pharisees they were called and the Sadducees these were like these l- religious scholars that like knew the law and there was tons of laws it wasn't just the the Ten Commandments we hear about there was like two thousand plus laws ridiculous it, and it, it That's goes a lot on of the like yeah it goes on the likes of not not eating things with blood in it it goes on the likes of obviously ta- ta- tattoos, goes on the lights of even cutting your hair a certain way. That was the whole thing. But again, and, and, and when Jesus came, he wasn't a, a neglect of the law. He was a fulfillment of the law. And he came to show that as humans, as we are, we can never live up to those standards. So therefore, God came down and fully became human to experience to have the empathy, and to experience the temptations, to experience the suffering, the pain that we feel, in order to better connect with his creation, and then ultimately be the the sacrifice that we couldn't be. And it it was Jesus' sacrifice and resurrection that fulfilled all of those laws to show that now when we live a moral life, it isn't as a duty to uphold or to be holier than our brothers and sisters, it's out of a pure relation of so much was sacrificed for us. Why would I not want to live this way? And that that's really the approach that I take in it. And and yeah, and I get really frustrated, honestly, being in the Christian space and hearing like, even to the fact of almost not even wanting to say you're a Christian. (laughs) And it's tough too, because like the idea and I, and I wholly, wholeheartedly believe that the church is an important community when it's in the right space, <laughs> mm. when it's, it's, it's not a, it's not an echo chamber of hatred or religion or, or legalism. It's, it's in a space of true community and impact. Like I, I love the local church that I'm a part of because we really, we have a, we our our doors are open to, to anyone, any, any doubts, any Faith background, we're open for them to come experience the love and presence of Jesus. That's it. Like that's our our main mission. And then from there, we want to help them discover their purpose and, and make an impact to their communities. And, and And I think that's it's it's such a a beautiful mission to be a, a part of and to be aligned with, because there's so many other <laughs> places out there that that they get into a space that they're trying to build their own kingdoms. I feel like. Because, because men in ourselves, and men, and I say men, as I say, as humans in general, so we we have that need for connection, and w- when it's misguided, it becomes this need for power. And when we have this power, I mean, it's it's tasty. <laughs> like you, when you've had a dose of power, you obviously want more. And when you don't have, I, I always look at it to the the character and, and integrity piece. Is if you don't have the Character or integrity to keep you in a room, then it doesn't matter how gifted or talented or creative you are to get to the room. You're not going to stay there, and that's why we see those that are uh, of of power, whether it's pastors. We see fall. I'm sure, honestly, it's everywhere. You've seen multiple pastors. They they get to a level you might not have, but I, I always there goes me assuming like, but but you you see. And that's a lot of the argument when people want to come in and argue against the case of Christ is this idea of you, you want to follow Jesus, but all your main leaders are hypocrites. And I and I would push back to say that no, a lot of the 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 leaders that get magnified for their rise and fall, they didn't have the the true character and, and integrity to keep them there, and, and it's and it sucks for them, and it sucks for us as a body of believers is because it it makes people question the the whole message and i would go back to the fact of if we look at jesus and we don't look at these humans trying to literally become gods in their own right then you will see that it's it's so much bigger than that and and, and yeah i i feel like uh, and and again i love this conversation because it's such a it's a such a necessary conversation and with that i would also say that as a christian i would I would first want to apologize to any of those listening that may have experienced that religion, that may have experienced we, we call it church hurt in our space. And it's this idea of you were a part of an organization that claimed to be about truth and love and you were blindsided with legalism and judgment and and sometimes popularity contests, if we're if we're honest, there was definitely a space where that became a thing. And I and I would say to any of your viewers who are listening, watching that that as a a believer in Jesus, I I, I see you, and I would say don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> don't throw baby Jesus out with the bathwater. And, and and I and I say that in tongue and cheek and 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 I it is I joke about it, but seriously, it's like seek out a community of people that really do have your best interest in mind, and seek out your your faith and your maybe not faith and from a perspective that says, I'm curious. I'm curious to figure out what this is, and if I have doubts, take them to Jesus, because he's not afraid of any doubts. Take them to God. He's not afraid of your doubts or any of those things, because honestly, he, I feel like when Jesus, when he came down in the form of Jesus and, and experienced life to the degree that a lot of us haven't even experienced. Like, I mean, I've had some fair shares of tough times, but I can never say that, you know, I have went through X, Y, and Z of of certain situation for certain people. But I can say that even though I haven't experienced that, I, I see you. And I feel like a lot of people don't get, get that from religion they get, oh, you just want to hate on me because I'm homosexual, or or, you just want to hate on me because I'm X, Y, Z. You know, fill in the blank. And I would say that it's not that way. Like, yes, you may be living in sin, but we were all born into sin, (laughs) and we all fall to temptations at some point in our life. We are far from perfect. And, And the moment that someone pretends to be perfect... Is the moment they they completely missed the message of Jesus, and, and that's what frustrates me. But again, I, I'm not gonna. I, I'll pause there because I could <laughs> go on forever, and
1: I know that our time is no, running running short. Get 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 down on get it get down off that milk crate. <laughs> <laughs> no, <just bugging. laughs> get off that milk crate. Stop shouting it's, at It's people. interesting. Uh, I'll I'll actually I'll also toss in a perspective as well from someone who is not a part of a uh, religious venture or not venture. Actually, I don't want to say venture because that's implying the negative components of it, of what you were speaking, Uh, a religious context. There we go. Yeah. Uh, The thing that I've also observed and I was this person as well. So this is like a projection was a reflection on the, is a reflection on this one, but I was uh, an individual that would hate on religions without exploring myself and in that i was more focused on being right than being curious so i was interacting with people from a place of judgment rather than compassion and one thing that i would definitely one thing that i reflect on in this moment is if if the person is not a religious individual or perhaps does not believe in a God, as most people know, in that sense, don't worry about the God aspect, but look at the principles aspect and observe and observe those things. Cause there's some folks that will, or uh, myself as, as well, this is all projection, but at some point, There is hating on something that does have nuggets to take away. And in resenting or judging a particular belief, it doesn't open you up to the possibility of developing the self. And what happens in my mind is we are resistant to accepting something that is not, that may have utility. We're really stubborn towards it. So then we end up being that, individual that is shitty to ourselves Mm. and living in a scarce mindset or believing the stories that harm us rather than help us yeah so from my perspective of not believing in i have uh, there's only so many psychedelics you can do before you think that there's some sort of something out there like I don't know what it is, but I think I I like what Rick Rubin says, where he's it's a universal consciousness. I like that. That's how I'll go with it. So sometimes it's hanging out at church, sometimes it's psychedelics, but I think that when someone can create, if not adopt, components that create the individual they wish to become, and also behave abundantly gratefully generously uh and being a positive contribution and uh something that you mentioned earlier about uh it was being tender as well as what was the other one for that one tough and tender yeah tough and tender tough, yeah so mine is savage servant
0: mm.
1: So my main mission is to is the persistent pursuit of self-betterment while being a positive contribution to the human race a savage servant. And I stole that one from Beowulfian. Uh and I came up with this kind of thought process despite not having a similar belief system as yourself. However, I believe that we are on the same pathway just two different routes. And I think that the those vibes that energy that abundance that desire for improvement creativity for solving problems for uh following an intuitive pull towards whatever the fuck that is but you know it's good i think that it's less about it's no matter what yeah it's less about it's less about what you believe and more about what you do with the belief i think that's a cool way of like swooping that all around
0: yeah and and it's like you said we inherently know positive versus negative like if you were to uh, they've done scientific studies um dr emoto i don't know if you've heard of the the rice experiment have you heard of that
1: perhaps go for it tell me about so it. so
0: this this experiment this this doctor this scientist took three jars of rice like cooked white rice And one jar, it it said positive, one jar said negative, one jar said neglect completely, like as the control. And for, I forgot the, the amount of time that he did it, but he would, oh, I think he opened the jar. So the positive one, he would open it and he would speak positive things, affirmations, words over that. And then the negative, he would curse it out. He would just be like belligerent to it. And then the one that was the control, he completely neglect. And what they noticed was after the the experiment was done, the positive one had fermented, had a, a sweet aroma. It like literally was better off after this time. And the negative one had been like growing mold; it was getting decayed. But then the one that was neglected was the way with the the negative, but even more so. And and, and I think of it in that way is like we know inherently that positive <laughs> and negative and even neglecting things completely all lead to a certain path and a certain outcome. And I think that aside, like you said, aside from what you believe, there's that. And then I would take one step further and say, I've really been wrestling with this idea of knowledge versus wisdom, because when you know about something, you just know about it. And a lot of times you don't know it fully, but then wisdom is an intimacy. Wisdom is like knowing it like the back of your hand. Like, for instance, like the level that I'm connected with my wife, I have wisdom about my wife because we've been we've been together like you get it. And then if I don't know some random woman on the street, I have knowledge about them. They may be attractive or whatever they mean but they also may be completely crazy or fill in the blank or like it might not be what it seems. That's knowledge about versus wisdom and intimacy of. And I think that that should be something that should be really thought on and pondered of and whether it's our our belief system or our faith is do you have knowledge or do you have wisdom about this? And I also believe too, and that goes back to being a coach or a teacher is like wisdom is also application. Is like it's one thing to know about things. Like me, me and you could sit there and read books till we're, we're old and gray. But if we were to never take any of those insights of those books and apply them to our life in any way, shape, or form, then they would be for naught. They would just be bouncing around in our head until we truly applied them. And I think that that's so important. And it's that idea of like if you really want to know something well and have that wisdom is go teach it to someone go share it to someone. Like even as me sharing my faith in God, I then have another layer of this relationship I have with him because I'm like, I've been there before. (laughs) Like when no one's watching, like first thing in the morning, I'm spending time in in relationship with this, this God of the universe. And yeah, yeah, it's just, oh, it's great.
1: Dude. Yeah after the uh the bars the fire bars you dropped today, I can definitely see where the wrapping came in <laughs> that's awesome dude well that was that was a fantastic conversation very grateful for you to be here dude. It was insightful it was uh i'm grateful for the uh generosity of your share i uh I'm grateful that you shared more depth of your perspective into your uh beliefs and uh how you perceive religion as a collective and your religion in particular. I think that uh you put a lot of depth behind it, and it's really cool to be able to pull that out of you and hear it
0: for sure I appreciate it it's been an honor it's been been a joy. I can't believe it's already been what an hour and a half. I feel oh, like yeah. it's flown by. I feel like we <laughs> yeah. could also just keep, we could keep going, but I definitely want to value your time. And I know my sure. wife is with our two littles and I've heard them a few times <laughs> crying and running around. So I, I definitely won't take too much of your time, but yeah, I appreciate the, the conversation and um, I'm grateful for, for you reaching out and asking me to be on your show. I, I never take that lightly, you know, cause I know what it's like to try to connect with people and get them on your show you you really want to put the thought and effort into having quality guests so so i appreciate that i feel honored and it's a privilege to be on a show because it's always i mean you saw something (laughs) and and felt something and you were inclined to reach out and i'm glad that we can make it happen
1: totally well i like to finish the podcast with two questions uh you know i'll give you there's three i'll I'll give you this one all right because even though we've Touch on a lot of stuff i'm gonna give it to you anyways is there anything that has to be said that hasn't been said yet
0: mm. i want to think about this i'll say a quick one and it's just because it came to mind when you mentioned the bars and me wrapping was that and this is more of a practical thought of encouragement to your listeners or maybe even to you is that I heard the quote that your next is connected to your now. And a lot of times we get wrapped up in wanting to arrive or make it or get to that next place. But what you are doing now and who you're becoming and unbecoming now will be tied to your next. Like there's every season of my life is they just stack on each other. I, I From mopping table, from mopping floors and busting tables in a Mexican food restaurant to – uh rapping and developing communication came there and just being witty on my feet, I, I really would stress that if you don't despise where you're at, and it goes back to that presence idea, being present, is like if you are fully present in the now, then you'll be so surprised that the lessons and the attributes and the, the pieces of you that you're discovering now are going to be things that you carry with on to the next season in your journey
1: awesome uh now we're getting into the last two you ready my friend i think so so setting in the context it's the end of your days i love this one <laughs> <laughs> you're surrounded by the people that you care for the people that you love what piece of advice do you want to pass on in that moment before you kick the bucket
0: so i'm, I'm sitting there on my deathbed <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it may be, going out in the blaze of glory. <laughs> and I, I'm surrounded by loved ones. And the one piece of advice I would share, them, share with them is, and this is such a good one. I would say this, who are you bringing with you? Who are you bringing with you in the idea of we can't, again, it goes back to my eternal perspective, like we we can't take the material things we obtain with us. Like, yes, I want to have riches, obviously. Who doesn't want to have millions of dollars and great assets here on earth? But who are you taking with you in the aspect of relationships? That's a, a wealth that I feel like is so tangible and takes us into the afterlife in a way that we, can, we can't even fathom now. So I would say, who, who are you bringing with
1: you? Yeah,
0: we'll say it that way.
1: That's awesome. For the final question, the very best version of Red Wallace is sitting next to you right now. What piece of advice does he have for this season of your life?
0: Oh. That's so good. The best version of me sitting next to me giving current me advice. First he said it's going to work out. It's the the effort, the the unseen work and the hard times are all going to be worth it. That. Your kids aren't going to be this little forever. Enjoy that season. Because the next season's going to be just as beautiful. <laughs> um, cher- yeah. Cherish. And it goes back to that presence piece. Like if that's any. I feel like almost that's. That's more foundational than the foundational year that we've we've had is that idea of being present is like yeah the future in planning is is important like there's value in planning and having a direction you're aiming for and it's important to breathe and like you said being the state of meditation of what's going on right now and how can I be most aware of it and contribute to it in a way that's both fulfilling for me, but also those around me.
1: Very nice. Well, folks, that's what I've got for you in today's episode. Where can people find you, Red?
0: Uh, you can find me on, let's see, Instagram and TikTok at coach.redwallis. That's all. That's Yeah, coach.redwallis at Instagram t- uh, and TikTok. On X, formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> you can find me at see red wallace um you can find my podcast um anywhere you stream podcast better than best academy with red wallace or on youtube which honestly that's my favorite place i love the visual and audio aspect of it and that's going to be at the better than best academy and i'm sure you'll have all the show notes linked in and then yeah and as far as getting that free resource being a part of the the email newsletter because i i'm here to help you that's really my my mission in life is I'm really there to help you be the best that you can be. And that's more than just a vain cliche, be the best you can be, have your best life. I truly mean it. And I believe that we're, we're better together.
1: I really dig that. Well, if you love today's episode, please do me a favor right now, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories and tag that's me dope. with my handle at Dapper Dude Kyle, along with at Wallace. That is one of the ways that we grow, and until next time, keep up the kindness, and I hope your day treats you as good as you look.